BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Let me get that episode of 133 of 4th and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn talking about that practice. Evan, are you feeling that practice? I feel that practice. I feel it. You know, Brian Dawkins brings that energy. I love this practice. However, I love the game, Gail. I love the Gail, the game. Right now, we're talking, we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We're talking about practice, man. Yes, we were talking about about that practice, and the Eagles cemented the start of training camp. Really, you know, really the start of training camp. They're out there in pads, full pads, but the energy, the vibe started this morning. The Eagles, shout out to the Eagles social media team. Uh, they produced a, a great Eagles hype video. Yeah, tremendous, it's, tremendous. It's, video. it's hard not to get hyped up by Brian Dawkins. Like that's really a good go-to whenever you're making a hype video. That's a guy that fully embodied the whole Philadelphia culture, everything about it. And just any, anytime anyone from Philadelphia, a real Eagles fan hears his voice, they just get the juices pumping, man. It's hard not to. I mean, I, 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 well, there's a certain parts of the video where you, you watch it and you're like, it brings back a, a certain kind of feeling. I, I saw Jerome Brown, a guy who, I, I worshiped back in the day. Just seeing him on the video, I was like, "Oh, bring it home for, for Jerome." For Jerome, yeah. Um, any anything stick out to you in, in that video? I just uh, it's it's not so much a particular thing that sticks out. Just a matter of this time of year, man. This time of year when they put out that hype video, when you see these guys out on the field in pads, and finally everything is really starting to get into the swing of things. It's it's that Eagles hype video is kind of like memorial day to summer like it's just the start of the entire season yeah it's good to see you know the updates from all the beat writers uh shout out to all the beat writers out there putting in work um i know some some folks couldn't get down to the field they're, 
they're limiting the amount of people on the sidelines, but the, you know, the guys putting in work, taking great videos and just giving great uh, feedback on what's going on in their camp. And obviously this is, this is uh, Philadelphia. We're talking about the city of brotherly injuries, uh, you know, 15 minutes, 15 minutes in the training camp and the Eagles are, are dealing with, injuries right off the bat we can't catch a break man we can't catch a break it's like it's a, it's a, a mirror image of last year and the year before that and it feels like the year before that i mean it, it these are minor injuries that came out today uh it, it doesn't seem like anything ultimately you, you look at the list right now you got jason peters day to day i mean i think everybody going into this year anticipated at some point jason peters was going to end up on this list uh, it probably won't be his last time that he is on this list. Uh, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is also day-to-day, uh, Barnett week-to-week. But the real one today that a lot of people are talking about is Javon Hargraves. Um, he had that uh, pec strain, and people really don't know exactly what the, the timeline for his return is going to be. Is he going to be back for week one? I don't know. Uh, you know, they, they, they're, they're talking. He'll, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll be back for week one. But it, the way the guys were talking about um, hard raves. They felt like it was just it was a strain. Uh, good thing it's it's not worse than it seems. I think uh, I think fans all across uh, you know the nation, uh, Eagles Nation, were kind of kind of bothered just to hear that Barnett was on this list. You know he's dealing with a lower uh, leg. I believe it's a knee injury. Yeah. Um, you know I, I'm a little 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 concerned. Because uh, I mean, he's he's a guy that's been dealing with little bumps and and, bru- and bruises and being nicked up and uh, shoulder injuries. So uh, you're just hoping that uh, this doesn't continue because you want to start off camp on the right foot. Right, right. And we've already talked about in uh, our show that we had last night and in previous episodes just about how with no preseason, you know, these guys they're they're really being thrown into the fire. And so all it's important that these guys get as much reps in during these training camp during training camp as possible because. You know, week one, it's go time. Yeah, I mean, if we're not the only team that is dealing with injuries, uh, Gerald McCoy from the Cowboys, actually, uh, he's out for the season. I believe that it was an ACL injury, but I believe it was I'm – not, I'm not exactly what that injury was, but he's out for the season. So we're not the only ones dealing with injuries. But obviously, you know, it's the start of training camp. Um, yeah. And you're getting – you're starting to get to see – some little elements that you, you that, you're that getting a you're taste excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get, you, go ahead. No, I, I think offensively, you know, it starts out with our, our guy, uh, our Lord and savior. Um, yes. Carson Wentz, um, coming on the daddy weight. I mean, coming out to, uh, you know, training camp. Um, he, he said he wants to change the name his, way. His name is spelt. He wants three C's. Uh, and A R S O N. So he's thick with three C's. Carson Wentz, and he and he said it's it's uh, daddy weight. Um, or uh, I think Jason Kelsey called it daddy daddy weight, but it, we can call it daddy strength. Um, yeah, I hope and hopefully that added poundage is just you know he's been a guy that has obviously uh, suffered injuries over the course of his career, and if this added weight can add strength to him, bulk up his uh, frame. That might be exactly what he needs. Yeah, and he's what uh, coming in at two hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, I believe last last year was at like two hundred and thirty-seven pounds. I mean, yeah. he, he he still, you know, there was some notes in there saying that he uh, did show off that mobility. 
uh, uh, rolling out of the pocket, hitting, I believe, Greg Ward for a strike. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all about Carson Wentz stabilizing his body. You know, when, when Ben Roethlisberger, he came into the league, he was a little bit lighter. And then as he progressed into his career, he got thicker yep. and thicker. Yep. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just that grown man weight, man. He's, uh, he's going to add on to it. He's going to continue to, you know, fall into his shape. And, uh, but I think another thing that is really, uh, getting people excited is just about who he's been throwing to, man. We got to see the first glimpse of Wentz to Rager today. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, that, that it excites. I mean, some people are out there saying he, he reminds you of uh, a little bit of Jeremy Macklin and a little bit of Deshaun Jackson. So, I mean, looking at the uh, starting lineup, uh, it started with Jalen Rager, mm -hmm. uh, Greg Ward in the slot, uh, and Deshaun Jackson on the outside. So, you know, shout out to Deshaun. Deshaun holding it down, the savvy veteran. Right. Uh, Right off the bat, you know, you're thinking about two field stretchers. Uh, they're versatile with their game. They can get, they can go inside and outside. I feel like Rager has a lot of abilities to line up all over the field. But uh, again, uh, you know, we've shown, you know, over the last couple of days of, you know, Deshaun Jackson showcasing that ability to get vertical on, you know, our Mr. Slay. Do you have that video? Yeah. The slave video, we no longer uh, we have him burning them on the hitch route, but no longer on the go route. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, just seeing uh, Deshaun Jackson showing that kind of um, speed that he possesses, I'm not. Uh, you know, some people are looking at it. It's oh, slave got burned. Or it's but I mean, it's more about seeing Deshaun Jackson, seeing what he's uh, you know he's working with, and he looks healthy out there. So that's got to be exciting. Yeah, the cut the cuts look really nice. Uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson doesn't really seem like like I said uh, yesterday. There's always that notion every year we go into with Deshaun Jackson that like maybe this is the year where he loses a step. And I think that was kind of a telltale sign that he's still got that speed, he's still got those cuts, and he can be a lethal part of this offense. Um, but just go back to Rager. Um, I think that it was kind of exciting just beyond just the videos and stuff that we saw from him was the words that Carson Wentz uh, had to say about him. I mean, Carson is probably, uh, aside from Doug Peterson, the most op uh, important opinion that he could have about this person. And he was just talking about how explosive an athlete he was. Uh, you can clearly see his route running ability, his downfield presence. And that is something that he even mentioned. You know, it's something we've lacked uh, in previous years. You, this hasn't really been a stretch the field team. But with this new infused speed we have, uh, Jalen Rager, Deshaun Jackson, Kez Watkins, there's so many guys that can fly by uh, these DBs and get behind them and produce some big plays. Yeah, I mean, Hightower, he, he, he flashed some plays out there. Um, Quez Watkins had a couple plays here and there. Uh, they, they said that Quez didn't really stand out as much. Hightower had a couple of plays here and there. But I, I feel like, you know, Jalen Rager, to me, he said what, what stood out with Jalen Rager is his explosiveness. That was one thing. Um, he did, you know, he did drop a couple punts. Obviously, it's practice. Yeah. First. But to see two of them drop like that, that's kind yeah. of like maybe yeah. it's the first day jitters, you know? It happens, but overall he did pretty well in the game, uh, in, in the practice catching balls here and there. But, you know, one other weapon, you know, obviously 
we've been talking about Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz potentially getting a new contract, but the the guy that was one of the favorite targets of the day for Carson Wentz, it was uh, our, our guy dodging punches, making plays out there. Uh, he was a, he was a consistent player for Carson Wentz, and and something we talked about Dallas Scott's game and his ability to be the check down, catching some you know uh, screens as well. That you know that's one of the plays that you were talking about. You love from Dallas Goddard, but I, I believe again. Uh, Zach, if Zach Ertz and Carson are, aren't on the page for the day, there's always a Dallas Goddard. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought that that was one of the more interesting tidbits. And I think that a lot of people in Philadelphia, in classic Philadelphia fashion, are going to end up running with that and thinking that, it, like, I-, I hope that this one simple day of practice where they say that Goddard kind of outshined Ertz doesn't start the whole <laughs> Ertz versus Goddard war because like they're both crucial elements to this yeah, offense. You know, fans are out there, but after, yeah. after watching this play here, you know, he makes it look nice, dude. Look, look at yeah. that one-handed grab, full, full extension. That's got to excite, man. Uh, it does, it does, and like to have two uh, tight ends on your team that have that kind of range, that kind of catching radius, that is absolutely insane to have and it's going to be a huge tool that Carson uses this year like I, I really feel like um you know it's 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 pick your poison when you get down by the red zone um yeah I mean if you're looking at some of the numbers from last season uh you you think that Zach Ertz got the most targets um Zach Ertz I believe from like the five to ten was Zach Ertz range but it was any anywhere down by the goal line um, Dallas Goddard actually got more targets. Um, yep, yep. I, I, but I feel like Dallas Goddard, when you when you you know separate him, and he's going against one of the weaker options, I think that's that's where your mismatch is. You know, I was, exactly. Was the uh, Cowboys game? They hit him on the one of those uh, touchdowns down by the goal line. So exactly, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Dallas Goddard's game. I'm excited about Zachary's game. It's the only the first day of practice in pads. Um, the- the 12 formation has all the potential to tear up linebackers this year. Oh, you mean 12? Yeah, 12 personnel is obviously we, we lived off 12 personnel, but it's it's a new. I could go with 11 personnel. I mean, with the, the speed that we have out there, uh, but having uh, the luxury of having two tight ends that can work. You don't or, think that there's going to be any sort of jealousy that comes about, do you? Oh, between these two? I think, yeah. I think they, they, they you know, the, the competition off these two you got to be excited man yeah I mean, that's like i think some people are like you know don't realize what competition does in your locker room if you don't make you better if you don't have another guy pushing you you can get lackadaisical um but you know at the end of the day man competition it, it the cream rises to the top you know absolutely absolutely um, but yeah, dude, there, I think one thing that, uh, Carson had one kind of iffy throw today, uh, went, went through the hands of, you know, um, a back of the roster guy and Alex Singleton. I, I wouldn't stress anything too much about that, but j- just Wentz building this rapport with his receivers, getting, uh, the reps in with all the younger guys, uh, continuing to build his relationship with Goddard. I, like it's just a, such an exciting thing to see, and um, because like each year that Carson plays, he progresses, and so does this offense. The more and more they work together. 
Uh, and we're talking about working together. We're talking about the uh, offensive line, man. Uh, the first team offensive line looked like this. Uh, let's say, um, you know, Dillard. He came out, uh, came out a couple plays, but um, you know, he's been dealing with some 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 things. Uh, it's nothing too overly concerned, but Dillard's going to be all right. I think the, the the positive about Dillard is he's a guy who's Put on some weight um you know he's really put around about what 15 to 20 pounds yep, yep. Um, getting that nfl body and that's kind of something i alluded to um last season just you know his ability to anchor down yep. uh, um, and we had some videos what against everson griffin yep and a guy that is now in the division and you could just see right yeah. there he, he's got him on his ass i mean he's got to keep his feet uh, he tripped over his, his running back there, but uh, you know, it's just he's got to get that NFL body. I mean, you're talking about uh, Dillard who's thrown into there, like he he did, uh, you know, settle down in the game against Griffin there again. Yeah, so, he, I mean, there was some good and bad in that game, but there was you know, you can't be, I mean, that was one of the first. Uh, he, he got thrown in there to the Wolves. And he, he, he did fairly decent against um, top-tier talent. Exactly. And that, that's the thing that you also have to consider is that this is, you know, that was his rookie year. He's coming in there going up against one of the elite pass rushers um, in, the, in the game. And he was thrust in there, you know, after, after Peters goes out with injury. So um, it's, it's a tall order to ask, but it's something that you'd have to consider now that Everson Griffin, we're going to be going up against him twice, twice this year. Now, Isaac Suomalo, again, he's, you know, I, I feel like he's getting in, into his groove, locking down the left guard position. Jason Kelsey, old faithful, uh, Matt Pryor, who was yep. you know, filling in for um, Jason Peters. Peters. And then you have the reliable uh, Lane Johnson. Uh, the second team offensive line, uh, Jordan Mulata took the left tackle spot um, after Diller came out, Suomalo. At left guard, Nate Herbig at center, Casey Tucker at right guard, and Jack Driscoll, um, the the rookie um, out of Auburn, uh, uh, filling in. Um, yeah, Jack Driscoll was also getting some uh, work on the on the third team as well with uh, Prince Wanago, Julian Good Jones, and Luke Jariga. Um, but yeah, I, I like to see the young guy getting some extra reps in there. Uh, like we said at the top of the show, man, injuries happen. And uh, as much depth on this offensive line is something that we've proven we need to have in order for this team to be successful. Uh, another player that, you know, like people were talking about that looked, who looked, who looked pretty well is Corey Clement. Corey Clement, uh, you know, Miles Sanders actually said that Corey Clement has looked like Super Bowl Corey Clement. Did, did, did that? Comment kind of catch you a little bit off guard. I, I think uh, you know. I think he's he's got something. You think that's more hype that 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 Miles Sanders is trying to put behind it, or to? I mean, I'm not doubting the fact that Corey Clement is is tearing it up in practice, but I'm just saying. Well, you know, Miles Sanders wasn't a part of that team, so how can he identify a Super Bowl caliber Corey he's, Clement? He, he's seen that footage, um, but uh, you know, he, he they've said that Corey Clement looks bigger and faster. Um, you know, but he could be, he could be back to his old form. Uh, one thing he was saying, uh, he said he's focused uh, on going balls to the wall. 
He's going to let the chips fall where they may and have fun and be excited to get another opportunity to play with the guys and be in the building. Yeah. He, said, uh, he hit a hard reset and he, he asked himself, what did I do my first year that I needed to grab and bring into this year? So, he, you know, he's, he's, he's going back to the tape. He's going back to, uh, you know, what his, his mindset was. Um, but he says, I'm, I'm approaching it like I've got my back up against the wall. I'm ready to show everybody once again what I've been working on and how I can go about it. And that's I'm the guy that you can depend on offense and special teams. I mean, if you look at Corey Clement's game um, in that Super Bowl, I mean, the kid. That entire season. He, uh, he, he, play, he played well. But I mean, talking about Super Bowls, undrafted free agent, running back out there producing like he did on the biggest stage and then coming back. I mean, the fact that Corey Clement has missed 17 games over the last – like, you don't realize how many games he's missed. Over two years, yeah. 17 games, that's a lot of games. But I think Corey, Corey Clement um, has an opportunity, especially to cement his legacy if he keeps continuing to, to ball out. I mean, he's a local – local Glassboro, New Jersey, yep. Yeah, so – and, he, and he, he told his he told his agent, he said, don't look anywhere else. He like – look to the Philadelphia Eagles because that's where I want to sign. So he has his mindset he's, set up. He's a company man. He's a company man. And I think it's great that he is really, he's got this mentality and that he, because after last year, after his injury last year, he really kind of going into the season has been the forgotten man, that running back group. And if we can get running back to production out of Corey Clement and have that change of pace, um, that is just a completely different element that we can add to this offense. We've been talking so much about Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, and you know, we've even discussed bringing in like Devontae Freeman when he was still available and the other available running backs. But if you can get that kind of production from a guy that's already on your roster, just in, in the same sort of token as Alshon Jeffrey, I feel like Corey Clement and Alshon Jeffrey's role on this team is, has been similar, where they've kind of been pushed to the side but have the opportunity to reprove themselves after, you know, they, they've kind of moved down the roster a little bit or down the depth chart. Now, Miles Sanders, he was he was a player last year that I saw immediately. You know, I could see, you know, I was like, man, this, this kid's got it. And the jump cut that he showcased, I remember I had I showed his jump cut in I filmed it at training camp, and then uh, Saquon Barkley had um, retweeted it. I mean, it had n- numbers on that joint, but it, it was like – and then uh, Miles Sanders had retweeted it as well. But those are like – we saw those glimpses from Miles Sanders early on, and um, I remember just being like, you know, he's going to be that breakout guy. And the, obviously, Eagle fans – I mean, some of us are hard to sell on players. They were like killing Miles Sanders. For sure. For his – you know, lack of, you know, insight, you know, he's a rookie. So you're going to miss some holes. I think, I think one of the major factors of that was the fact that he was behind Saquon Barkley at Penn state. I think that when you are kind of filling those shoes, like I think when any of that Miles Sanders hate really started to surface, people are kind of thinking, yeah, well, he's not Saquon. And it's like to compare those two, like Saquon is an elite top one, two running back in this league where, you know, you, you have to let this kid develop. Maybe he wasn't Saquon in college, but if he develops and ends up having, you know, de- de- keep on working on his skills, he could be at that level. Yeah, I, I think Miles Sanders, what uh, I mean, the hope is for 
you know, all, all Eagle fans out there, the, the hope is that the progression just elevates. You, you talk about his gameplay at the end of the season, which was, you know, he's averaging around 18.5 uh, touches, you know, a game. I felt like he was getting into that groove, dealing with a couple uh, injuries, lower leg injuries, I think definitely hampered him a little bit, but you saw him get into that groove. I mean, you saw that Buffalo, that game. Buffalo game. Yep. Just opened up. We were there for that. And they just opened up the game. And you talk about the, the Washington game late in the game, Miles Sanders opened it up. It's like he put on another gear. Uh, but then in terms of like people thinking about um, Christian McCaffrey, Miles Sanders gives you a, a guy who has a Christian McCaffrey light uh, skill set. So, yeah. yeah, no, he, he brings the whole pass catching element to the game. Um, whereas that, that, that's how I feel that like, uh, someone like Zeke Elliott, like that's not exactly a element that Zeke Elliott's bringing so much to the game. He's more of just a, you know, pounded up the middle and he, and he's great. But when you have a multi-dynamic player like Miles Sanders, it fits this offense specifically that Doug Peterson has created way better. Now in today's practice, they had Miles Sanders flexed out wide a couple of times. Uh, they lined him up in the slot in the red zone and he did catch a short slant for a touchdown so again we, t- we talk about miles sanders game and his ability to affect um uh, you know defenses in, in the passing game uh but when you when you talk about passing game you also look at boston scott boston scott was you know he was a solid contributor especially when you know we had darren sproles everyone was talking about you know uh you know uh pumphrey uh, yeah. a couple years ago being like the uh, the Sproles. next Aaron Sproles, yeah, yeah. but uh, Boston Scott has shown that he is more of a Darren Sproles mold. Uh, you know, looking at that Giants game at the end of the season, yeah, he stepped up and and him, know, him and Greg Ward is really the the kind of the big reasons as to why we went on that late run that we did. These are two guys that were key contributors and really stepped up when we had nobody. And right now, uh, Boston Scott is received most of the second team snaps. So I think if you're in terms of the Eagles looking at this running back group, they're looking at the depth and how they, how they, they move forward in the next couple of practices and see if they actually have to bring it in a, a vet. Devontae Freeman is still out there, um, but you have Corey Clement. Does he show he can stay healthy and, and contribute? Um, you also have Elijah Holyfield, yeah, uh, looked pretty pretty good in practice. Uh, I was I was reading, um, and then you have Michael Warren, who you know can ha- has that gr- ground and pound role. Maybe he can, but you know it's going to be tough. And then there's Adrian Kill Adrian Killings. Oh yeah, Earl Virgo seven. Big fan of Clement. I see. Uh, he's got that four two speed, doesn't he? Oh, Adrian Killings. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a four like or the four three, but he's, he's the, yeah. But they have. Adrian Killens lining up at wide receiver at this moment. Really, for a guy his size too, huh? Yeah, he's, he's pretty small. I mean, he's a he's a small dude. He's like he's like really really light in the pants, short short dude. <laughs> but, but dude, if you have if you guys haven't seen Killings, uh, his highlight stuff, he's he's a he's a beast in space. But you know, he's a guy that maybe you can find a special teams role. But he's going to be, uh, you know, a guy that probably contributes on the practice squad if they can keep him. Right, um, right. Do you think yeah. he has a do you think he has a chance to be like a Mr. Unlimited? His name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah. 
Does he have, does he have he, limited potential? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, shout out to uh, Gorilla Virgo 78. She says, Boston is a utility guy. This is very true. Um, I think uh, having Boston come in and give you give Miles Sanders some 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 reps off and still be effective in the passing game mm-hmm. in the screen game. Um, he does the neck move for he's got a great touchdown dance. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Boston Scott in the touchdown. And and the the multiple factors about having such a good running back group and like all around guys is like you don't want to beat the brakes off of Miles Sanders and just run him into the ground like how that Cowboys, how Giants, that how they treat their running backs. We have a, a, a stable of running backs that we can take Miles Sanders off the field and then we can get you know solid production out of either Corey Clement or Boston Scott. We we can add life to his career on the back end. Is what I'm trying to get at. Now, who else that we want to talk about? Any any guys on your uh, list that you wanted to? There was a uh, Kayvon Wallace was out there and he was he was playing well today. Um, as far as there was a few guys on defense that showed up, um, but I think I think the, really the biggest stories come back to uh, come back to the line. Um, I, I really am. I think everybody's kind of wondering what this offensive line, what this defensive line uh, is, how it's going to end up playing. I wanted to go back to uh, Kayvon Wallace real quick. Uh, yeah. Ryan McLeod and, and World Parks were really talking about um, his leadership uh, and just the way that he set the tone. They said he looks good on field. He's a rangy guy. He's coming down to smack something. He has an awareness for a guy coming in being a rookie. He's out there pointing, telling guys what to do. You go here, you go there. He obviously wants to be a leader right now. Uh, they said, I definitely say Kevon is picking things up pretty well. Um, they talked about his role. Um, uh, they said he's a versatile kid. And it's easy to see him finding a way on the field um, for two reasons. Um, you know, it, it, they're thinking like if Jalen Mills does not, uh, you know, if he doesn't you, pick up the role, that safety role, right? you could potentially see Jalen Mills uh, – you could move him back to corner and you could have uh Kayvon be your, 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 your safety as well. I, I, I don't think he's ready yet, but I think he's, so right. far, they, you know, they're liking what they see. Exactly. And that, and that's, I mean, really all you can go off of is what these vets have to say. Uh, the stories that end up coming out, if this kid continues to produce each and every day, eventually the coaches are going to look at him and say, let's give him an opportunity. And uh, just some other guys that were uh, showing out in practice, Sean Bradley from Temple. Uh, he, you know, he knocked Goddard down to the ground. He, he seemed to be all over, all over the field today. He was uh Russian Wentz, Got his hands on Miles Sanders, I believe, as well. Are you are you, are you trying to are you trying to big him up because he went to Temple? I, a little bit, a little bit. You know, I I, I have a little bit of an affinity towards oh. the guys that we, we went to the same school. What, what, what kind of shirt, T-shirt you got on right now? It's, uh, Temple alumni. Okay. Fight, fight, fight for the cherry and white. So it's uh you know and it's it's not because you're you know you're bigging him up because a Temple he's actually no, in the no. field. Yeah, he's he's actually out there. He's he's a sixth round guy, but he's out there uh, making a name for himself, and I think that that's something that is really exciting to to think about, especially with a linebacker group that we have. If we can have a guy that we find in the sixth sixth round that ends up coming in here and eventually starting at some point during the season, being a solid contributor, that would go 
miles for us. And again, like you know, when Temple guys wear that low digit number, that means something. So, yes, it does. So a guy who you have to earn that. Yes, yeah, so you don't. You don't just get a low digit number. And he's he's a guy who I don't know if you guys have seen in the during the uh, you know draft uh, during draft season. He's talking about how he used to talk to opposing quarterbacks, and he would go look. See, this is the kind of pettiness I want from my defensive defensive players. I want them to be energetic. I want them to be spicy. This guy's looking up, you know, their Facebook pages, their Twitter, their IGs. Find, find the girlfriends. Out, yeah, find out who their girlfriends, what their girlfriends' names are, and like yeah. getting in the heads of the quarterbacks. You learn that savagery in Philly. That's a Philly thing. I mean, I, I respect it, bro. I respect I it. Um, who else? Who else stood out? Um, yeah, Casey Casey Tuhel, um He also uh, was doing 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 pretty well against Jordan Mailata. Um, what what's your thoughts on the uh, on the Mailata experiment, man? I mean, we we talk about this from time to time in the off season, but do you really? I, I want gun to your head answer right now. Do you think that uh, Jordan Mailata can be a player on this team in a regular season game? I think I think he's gearing up for that opportunity. Like he's been here long enough to, you know, have some kind of foundation. I think you, you see, Stoutland brought him in for a reason. This guy again, he's been groomed. Yeah, he was handpicked, and the Eagles used used a uh, pre-draft visit on him for a reason. Obviously, you know, it's hard to pick up the game um, with that limited amount of playing time um, that he had. It's not like he's a playing in college sec he's learning on the fly it's a different sport but didn't joel Embiid learn basketball like 10 years ago hey uh but he had a lot uh, he had a team elijah one tape to study from um i I just think uh i think a lot of it's it's still it's a pipe dream but if he's giving you quality reps and he's learned something over the years this his issue is like being injured you know like getting nicked up you know, you talk about players in college learning how to play through through injury. Right. I mean, this guy's never had to play like he's in rugby, but football is another beast. Like and you're playing in the NFL. Yeah. So he's been he's been nicked up fairly um, a couple of times over the last couple of years. So, yeah. But the, the key factor, I think, in talking about all these guys that are kind of middle of the roster, back end of the roster guys, if you look back to the year that we won the Super Bowl, it you need to have superstars on your team, but to win the Super Bowl, go to the Super Bowl and actually win it, everybody on your team has to step up. So if you have, if we have guys that are, you know, middle of the roster guys and they're firing on all cylinders, that's that's exactly how we get to where we want to be. Um, and you just you just hope that um, you know Melada recovers from the, this this COVID and is back to normal. But yeah. speaking of COVID, our, our man low key right here. He beat COVID nineteen. Shout out to you, my friend. Yes, sir. This Congratulations. Guy, uh, you know, any anytime you can overcome, you know, a thing like COVID nineteen, uh, you know, it, it's tough. Kudos to you. I mean, for, for the people listening on uh, on the podcast, uh, low key is is in the cozy is it is in the uh, the chat right now, and uh, no. Yeah, where, where, where's your best wishes, man? Yeah, man. Um, but uh, let's see. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward um, to practice um, down 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 the road. What are we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We're talking about practice, man. 
all day, every day. <laughs> Practices week is so exciting. Like the, the videos and the, the number of posts. Uh, man, we've been deprived of this, man. We've been deprived. We're, we're frothing at the mouth that we have all this content. And uh, yeah, me and you were just super excited to get on here and talk about all of the things that just, just the little taste that we got today. It's just, it's got our juices pumping. Yeah, and, and shout out to our guy Jimmy Smith, who was uh, doing a phenomenal job uh, posting little clips uh, on IG. <laughs> I mean, uh, what what are you looking looking forward to uh, tomorrow in practice? Uh, tomorrow in practice, I'm just looking. I, I, I want to see some more Jalen Rager, man. I mean, that really gets me excited. That gets me giddy. Uh, I would like, it, honestly, the whole. Um, the story that came out today where they said that Dallas Goddard had better chemistry than Zach Ertz, that love affair is going to restart, man. I'm excited to see the Zach Ertz and, uh, and Carson love affair really start to get back into their groove. Maybe they need to go on a double date. Maybe, maybe, uh, Carson and his, yeah, just, just get the, uh, get the energy back. They got a social distance. We can't, we can't have, we can't be bringing in love. So they could be on the, on the football field together, but they can't go get dinner together. No, no, we, we got to keep the females out of the locker room right now. Cause I like it. You know, it's, it's all about the team. You're putting the team first. It's an audience of 53 plus change and they're trying to, <laughs> trying to win this chip. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other things I'm looking forward to is, um, you know, Darius Slay. Want to see what he what he what he brings to the table? Obviously, it was one play, y'all. Deshaun Jackson. Hat tip to you as well. Um, I, I I like the idea of chips on on people's shoulders. Yeah, speaking of chips on shoulders, how how long before you think we see uh, the first fight of practice? Oh, uh, that's coming probably probably tomorrow. You think so? Oh, again, they might be like, yeah, we don't want people people get injured. Um, I, it's just, it's just interesting. Tempers flare, man. Uh, it's remember, um, Andre Diller last year, got yep. dude was almost shedding tears, dude. Yeah. You know, I'm really missing last year. We got to go, go to these private practices and not to be there this year kind of hurts the soul. But, um, again, hat tip to all the, uh, beat writers out there that are, you know, really just bringing, bringing heat. Uh, we have, uh, uh, Puga from uh, from Texas down there, uh, shouting at Rager bombs. Rager bombs is it? Is that the nickname we're going with? Uh, Rager Rager bombs. I like it. It rolls off the tongue well. Rager bombs. Rager bombs. My new haircut. Rager bombs. Put it on a t-shirt. I think. I think uh, the thing I like from Rager, he brings that kind of. Uh, he's he's spicy. Like uh, Aaron Moore was talking about. He brings that big playability. He's got that big playability swag, mm-hmm. like that, you know, playmaker, uh, wide receiver swag. I uh-huh. think there, there's just something about he, he, him that you look at him. He's 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 fairly confident for a rookie. Yeah, he's very confident, and you can really tell that he is a guy that kind of lives in the comment section as well. I think that Jalen Rager is a guy that likes to put a chip on his shoulder and see what people are saying about him online. Um, and I think that that kind of thing fuels him. Because if you look at his social media, Jalen Rager, he's out there sharing anything and everything that has to do with him. And I think that that could be a double-edged sword. There's guys that um, you look at a guy who I don't want to call him um, mentally weak, 
but a guy like Nelson Aguilar, who seemed to be very uh, shook by what people had to say about him. And it affected his game uh, for an entire season. And I, that's what I'm saying is a double-edged sword. Is Jalen Rager going to be the guy who puts a chip on his shoulder and he wants to go out there and prove it? Or is he going to get in his bag? To right, right now, it seems like he's a guy that's going to have a chip on his shoulder. But yeah. it's, it's all going to show up on game day. You know who else might have chip chip on his shoulder? Uh, NFL fans here in Philadelphia. Shout out to Mark Bird in the ch- chat. Uh, he's on Facebook saying, what do you guys think of some teams being able to have fans at games and not others, Evan? bogus man it's completely it's it's completely unfair it's got to be one one rule across the league i mean i get that different states have different rules but let's be real if if we can't have fans in our stadium but we can go to an away game and they have fans in their stadium it's a disadvantage we don't have a home game all season long and then we have to go play an away game like i i think that that's a conversation that the nflpa and the nfl have to have yeah, I, I think um, I think it's a disadvantage. Like if, if you're going to keep it consistent uh, across the league, do that. You know, because I, I, I don't feel like teams should have that advantage having, you know, fans and some teams don't have fans. And Philly, you know, Philly needs fans. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People, t- fans, fans players- are live the, the lifeblood on game day in, in Philly. Yeah, I mean uh- – Players talk about how Philadelphia is a place that they hate to come play. Uh, you know, e- Eli Manning, he, he he would complain about little kids cursing at him and flipping them off. And, like, it's just when you step in to Lincoln Financial Field and you're an opponent, there is an energy that you feel. And you're, you're a lot of players are shaking, man. And when we, don't, we can't bring that element that we love to bring as fans, it feels like uh, we're not exactly pulling our weight. Now, Cozy has the idea have the link pump in crowd noise. I mean, that would be, that would be, that would be pulling at a page out of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, obviously we went there last year for, for their, for their uh, Eagles first Falcons. Yo, Falcons fans are weird. Dude. They showed up mad late. The whole yeah. vibe was like, I kept te- on taking photos of like the 50 yard line and seeing that like, yo, where are the fans at? Yeah. At the yard line, it's second quarter. There's big chunks of people missing. Yeah, that well, and everybody that we talked to in Atlanta said that their big thing down there is soccer. Apparently, their soccer team owns that stadium, and they put more people in the seats than the Falcons do. It was like seven hundred dollars so, for like season tickets. Yeah, down there. So, yeah, it's just kind of shocking. Now, Cozy says, "I'll sign a waiver. I'll wear a mask. I'm immune for three months. I'll do anything. Let me in the link." Is that how it works? You get COVID and you're immune for three months. I am not a doctor. Either am I. Uh, breaking news from Cozy. <laughs> uh, you know, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> Co- Cozy says that's what they told him. Uh, and Girlie Virgo says that's false information. <laughs> see, see we, we don't know what's trust out here. But right. what we do know is to wear those masks. Um, yeah. But Evan, any, any, anything before uh, we leave for the night? Just excited for uh, some more practice, man. Excited for some more practice and I'm getting a dog later this week. I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, look at this guy. I know. Look at him. He's like a soft marshmallow. We're talking football. He's like, now he's talking about puppy dogs and ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> we, all we've, right. all, we've all got two sides, don't we? No, shout out to the the, the Hearn family. Y'all deserve a new dog. Uh, okay. 
do you guys you guys have names picked out already? No, no. The the one we're looking at right now, uh, his name's Connor, but that's not going to be that's not going to be the name when he gets here. So what about Carson? Carson, I do like the name Carson. I mean, but I don't know for a dog, man. I don't I, know. I'd go with Rager Bombs. We are, we actually already have a Carson dog on the street. I don't know if I could do it. Rager Bombs pretty good. Uh, Rager Bombs pretty good. I'd go or a Fletcher uh, Fletcher Barks. <laughs> Fletcher Barks, that's actually pretty solid. You know, okay. have you ever have you ever felt this way that Anthony Cabs had to say? <laughs> Super random, but Evan actually looks like an Evan. Thank you. <laughs> People thought Evan, Evan was a Kevin, so Evan is an upgrade because it's actually his real name. Shout out to Anthony uh, holding it down for the uh, Northwest Northwest uh, group up there. A lot of crazy Eagle fans out there by Seattle. Um, but you yeah, got anything going on this week? Uh, I'm continuing to pack and get ready for my move. Uh, it's nothing but sneakers. Half, half the stuff left is sneakers, actually. And then um, imagine that. Trying to figure out what to do with my couch. I put sneakers out in front of the house today. It's kind of hurt my feelings. Like I put sneakers out and people were like sifting through old kicks. So hurt my hurt my. What do, you, what do you mean? You just like left it out on the block? It's free. Take it. Wow. He's he's got shoes falling out of his pockets right now. He's just giving them away. I gave uh, gave all these DVDs away, and then I gave uh, some Xbox uh, games. I had like all these two Ks from like 18, 19, 17. Wow. Some of them were unopened. A, fr- a free yard sale for Mr. Yeah. Saunders. Yeah, I, other than that, the, the move is almost complete. But um, other than that, I'm, I'm I'm trying to focus on these 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 training camp practices. Another day closer, Gail. Another day closer. Yeah, but uh, for me and Evan, uh, we will see you guys in the next one. And as always, oh, you you have breaking news. You have breaking. Yeah. You do have breaking news. I do have breaking news because we have actually something pretty exciting going on this week that we almost just didn't mention. Want to want to have a big thank you to Michelob Ultra. Yes, Michelob Ultra. Shout out to our guys out uh, over at Michelob Ultra. Shout out to Alex um, setting the, setting the guys up with uh, courtside seats, virtual courtside seats. Uh, we will be at the Sixers uh, Celtics game. Hopefully getting a W on Wednesday. So you'll look for us on the big screen um, at the uh, Sixers game. Hopefully, uh, Evan, or maybe we sit next to each other. I don't know. Might might have a dog there as well. Bring it to the party. Bring it. Bring, you can have a dog in your lap, dude. I might, yeah. <laughs> very nice, very nice. But uh, other than that, man, we will see you guys uh, in the next one. And Thank you. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly.